so happy to be here with you today. And we are once again diving into the very deep discussion, the very deep topic, the the very real issue surrounding mental health in rural America and specifically as it relates to agriculture. It is something that I unfortunately have um, heard about way too often over the last seven years as I've um, been marching down this farm her journey because the very real thing is that rural communities are underserved as it relates to this and farming is stressful and it always has been and it always will be. And so you take a year like 2019 where, you know, we had extreme weather, we had trade issues, we had commodity prices, you know, taking more tumbles and um, add all of that up with everything else that could be going on in your life, right? Despite all of those things. And, and it's almost an insurmountable feeling. And I've heard it directly from people. I've seen the fallout um, in communities and in families and heard it directly from their loved ones. And it's just too prevalent to not talk about. And so we have really made it an effort to um, talk to people who are struggling with this to highlight stories of people who are trying to help this. Um, you know, whether it's our uh, friends at the Ohio Farm Bureau who we're going to be talking to uh, later on in this series about how they're trying to make little changes that help people open up, right? As little as a business card that they hand out that reminds people that they're not alone. And, um, you know, all the way through, there's all these ideas. So today we're going to be talking to Adrian DeSutter, who is a woman who approached me at the American Farm Bureau Convention and uh, brought up the, what she's doing and the severity and reality of lack of uh, focus and lack of health care in uh, mental health in rural America and what she's doing as um, a trained professional in this industry. So and as a farm hurt, right? Like she, she sees this. She, she's gonna talk about the people that she knows directly in their community, in their family, in their, in their circle of people who have died from suicide. And, um, you know, no different than grain bin safety, which we've talked about, never needs to have somebody pass away from, from being trapped in grain. I, I kind of feel that this is the same way. Like this is something that we can all help work on together by elevating the discussion. That's the best thing that I can do here. And, you know, uh, I was just reading an article and uh, Tony shared it with me. It's a USA Today article and it's titled Midwest Farmers Face a Crisis. Hundreds are dying by suicide. Um, it goes on to tell us what we already know that farming is the industry with the highest rate of suicide out there, right? Like this is heartbreaking to me because I can tell you that, that they're some of the best people that you will ever meet. You guys know that if you're listening to this. Um, but here's, here's the other thing that it pointed out in that, that is um, scary. It's heartbreaking. And it says suicide rates have increased overall by 40% in less than two decades within this industry. And so that's a problem. It's it's a plague. It's it's a very real thing. Um, more than 450 farmers killed themselves across nine Midwestern states between 2014 and 2018. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And so it's on all of us, right? 
um, some of the things that we'll talk about in this upcoming episode are ways that uh, not just Adrian is reaching out to her community around her, but to the broader community on social media. And also, we're going to talk about things that you can look for, things that you can um, maybe think about in helping yourself or in helping your loved ones. One of the biggest things is to talk talk to somebody who you think might be having an issue. Don't just put it off because you think, oh, I'm going to upset them. If you think somebody is on that verge where where they are going to maybe commit suicide or attempt to commit suicide or, or they need to talk to not get to that point, just say something to them. I think that's the biggest thing and probably one of the scariest things if I think about putting myself in those shoes too. But you know what? You really do owe it to them if you love them and and, uh, you care for them. And so that's just one of the biggest things that I can say. And and if you yourself are in those shoes and you feel like no one's reaching out to you, you know, maybe go to your county farm bureau, maybe reach out to a friend or a neighbor. Even if you're worried about what they think about you, don't worry about that. Right. And and here's the thing that I always want to share too. There's a national suicide prevention lifeline. The phone number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 800-273-8255. And that's something that anybody can call at any time, but stick with us. We're going to talk about hope in this area, in this industry. Next. We have got a discussion lined up today about mental health in rural communities, in agriculture. Uh, This is a topic that we try to talk about on a regular basis. Yes. Uh, I believe that it does. We all are better for Mm -hmm. putting it out there a little bit and talking about it and thinking about it, even though it's uncomfortable at times, For sure. uh, you know, but to, to get these stories out there because it's real Mm -hmm. and there are more pressures. I feel like now, right now than maybe there have been, you know, in recent history and uh, it's just a lot. It's a lot. So we are talking with Adrian DeSutter, Adrian, welcome to Shining Bright. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. And I'm just so excited that this is a conversation you guys are willing mm-hmm. to have and kind of open up to, to everyone because this is something we can all be a part of. Oh, for sure. For sure. Right. R- regardless of who you are, where you are, what you feel, uh, who you're surrounded with, like this is something that touches everybody's lives in, yeah. in some way or another yeah. at some point. Um, Absolutely. So Adrian, let's start a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, did you grow up on a farm? Do you live on a farm now? What is your education? Just tell us a little bit about you. Sure. Well, I am um, one of those unique people that work in agriculture right now that did not grow up on a farm, believe it or not. And um, I did grow up in rural Ohio, so it was a, a small farming community um, surrounded. I was out in the country surrounded by fields, but I'm going to be honest with you that at the time I wouldn't have been able to tell you what was in those fields, if it was <laughs> corn or soybeans or what. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm one of those kind of typical people that didn't pay a whole lot of attention to agriculture until, um, about eight and a half years ago or so I met uh, farmer Drew who turned out to be my husband. <laughs> and so <laughs> They always joke that if you uh, marry a farmer, you marry the farm, and that's absolutely how things have happened for us. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah, it's definitely something that is a, a, a not just Oops. is our lifestyle. And so I had a background in, um, in mental health, I uh, went to college to be a school counselor. So I worked uh, as a school counselor. I have a master's degree in counseling and some certification that way. And um, we decided I'd stay home to raise our little kiddos a couple years ago. And I felt like I really needed to do something to immerse myself more in this lifestyle and in this this field of agriculture and mm-hmm. kind of wanted to figure out where I fit in. And um, a lot of recent events... I guess just in the past couple of years led me to look a little bit more into mental health when it comes to agriculture, because a couple of years ago, we weren't really talking about it. Right. You know, this wasn't a normal conversation for us. And um, so in 2018, we had some, um, some things happen in our area um, related to, to agriculture and mental health. And unfortunately, um, you know, we're hearing about suicides and, and eventually lost a family friend of ours. And, um, my husband and I both felt like it was kind of time for us to start talking, um, as an industry. And, you know, we're two little, just two farmers. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. not, you know, any, anyone super important with a huge platform or anything, but we still felt like it needed to happen. So we wrote an article for, our, um, our, our state farm bureau publication and, um, the response across I'm really positive in general and people were kind of saying, yep, it's, it's time. And, and the really cool thing about it is we had families who had lost people to suicide, um, who had lost their fathers and their brothers and things. And, um, they reached out to us and said, thank you because, you know, maybe had we known some signs or maybe if, maybe we can make a difference here if, if we make this a normal conversation instead mm-hmm. of something that's so taboo. So, yes. so that's sort of where I'm at as far as, you know, what my role is here on our farm is just kind of speaking out and, and I've kind of grown into almost a business with it essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, um, you know, you guys wrote this article and realized that you needed to speak out. And at that point, did you, uh, what was the feedback? What was the response from that? You know, did it, did it surprise you? And then like, what made you, is it a business? I mean, what, what made you create this brand, um, that I guess you're spreading awareness through? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so the response was, it was surprisingly positive because, you know, we weren't sure if they were even going to publish our article. To be honest, we were all we had butterflies waiting for it to be published because you know we just knew that this was in 2018, I believe. So this was you know it was kind of pre 2019. It was pre mm-hmm. um, major stressors going on in agriculture. There's always stressful times in agriculture. There's always things that are stressing out farm families, and I hope at some point we'll chat more about that. But um, but it was before the normal normalization of this conversation. And so um, we, we just weren't sure what the response was going to be. And when, when they did publish the article and um, when we had people reaching out to us via email and through messaging and at the different farm bureau events we were at, um, we were really pleased to hear that, that people were happy and ready to talk. Um, People were, you know, they were kind of saying, wow, this, you kind of stepped out of your comfort zone here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that that's kind of what the response was. But then they were sharing stories. They yeah. were sharing, uh, you know, 
people that they had lost in their communities. They were talking about the stressors that they were feeling, whether those are, you know, family stressors or just that isolation and, and, you know, not having a lot of people to talk to and whatnot. So people were, were relating to, um, to, to the stress that we talked about. And so, um, you know, this was never meant for me to be a job per se, but, um, but because of that response and because of people's um, readiness to talk, I really felt like it was important that we took advantage of that opportunity. And so um, I just started reaching out to, to different ag organizations and, um, and they started reaching out to me. And then I, and I, I did an interview with Tyne Morgan on U.S. Farm Report that kind of spawned uh, a request for um, a Twitter uh Twitter account. Out. So mm-hmm. I created one and this is the So Hope Grow Hope. So this is kind yeah. of where a lot of my information is, you know, kind of broadcasted, okay. I suppose. So I have a, a Twitter account and a Facebook account under So Hope Grow Hope. And, um, and yeah. And so now I've just been working with um, farm bureaus um, and the, the local county level at the state level, at the national level. Um, I've been presenting at conferences Um I've been working with other farm organizations. Just recently, I had um, just a, a family farm in the area throw a conference that they had me go to. So it was really cool. It was just in a farmer's shed with farmers, mm-hmm. you know, dressed to their, in the way that they always are. And so yeah. we got to kind of keep it real, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Meet them where they're at. That's what's going on. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah exactly. So, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of where I think um, my role in mental health is, 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 I like to meet people where they're at. I like mm-hmm. to just be honest and kind of blunt about yeah, things. Right. You know, you've got some people that are doing research and some people that are providing therapy. And my role is sort of just to kind of provide the information that's out there, kind of share some of the research, mm-hmm. share some of the tips and tricks that other people have kind of proven. Um, and just based on the stories that I hear. And mm-hmm. so I just think it's important that we, you know, we, we, we be honest, we share our right. truths. That's, kind of a phrase I like to use is share your, your truth, truth because mm-hmm. we have them, right? You know, yes, we all do. We, can, <laughs> we yeah. do. And social media is something that sometimes we aren't always able to see those. So I think it's important that we just be honest about where we're at. For sure. Okay. Well, when we come back here, uh, let's dig into a little bit more of what's going on. What are the stressors and what, what suggestions you have for people? We are talking with Adrian DeSutter, who has a brand, So Hope, Grow Hope, where she is spreading the message of uh, how we can all focus better on mental health as it relates to rural communities and, and uh, likewise agriculture, right? Like they right. go hand in hand. Um, but I want to dig in a little bit now, Adrian, and talk about, you mentioned the stressors that farm families can have. Can we talk a little bit about the maybe unique um, situation that we know that farmers and ranchers have because they have a significantly higher than average rate of stress, depression, suicide, and other stress-related fatalities. And so, um, you know, let, let's dig into this and talk a little bit more about it. Absolutely. So, yeah, and and, and that's where I think, you know, in 2019, I started to feel some of those stressors a little bit more than normal, right? We all started to feel across the country 
what was happening when prices were low, what was happening when we were going through these kind of trade wars, when our economy wasn't great, right? And um, so I think a lot of the the pressure is is profitability. And, you know, for those not in farming, we're not talking here about becoming rich, right? We're talking about being able to maintain our business and um, and essentially maintain our identity. And that, mm-hmm. I think, is what's really unique, right, about agriculture is that, um, you know, when I was a school counselor, for me, if I lost my job, well, I'd go get another one, mm-hmm. right? I would I'd be hired somewhere else. I'd have a set of skills that I could do that with. Um, and with farming, you know, this is not just a job. This is an entire livelihood, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's not, it's not, um, it's much more. And it, and, and I think that's what some of our farmers struggle with when we, when it comes to that, um, that worry and that fear of losing the farm, you, you don't know what you would do if you didn't have farming. And not only that, we go into this, this complex generation. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and we were just kind of, I just had a conversation with a friend, but you know, there's so much emotion and history to farms in a lot of, a lot of times. And so you have that emotional connection and importance too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and, and I think there's, it's, it's not, you feel like if you lose the farm Mm -hmm. or if something happens under your watch, you know, you're letting down your dad, you know, you're letting down your grandparents, all of their hard work and everything that they gave, like all the blood, sweat and tears, literally like it's your job. A lot of pressure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. It is. It is a lot of pressure. And so that's why, you know, when we talk about these financial issues and that is what farmers report um, as being the most stressful or the most impacting on their mental health is some of those financial issues and, and business problems, kind of that fear of losing the farm. So those are the things that farmers are ready to kind of talk about that mm-hmm. way. But but it does go much deeper than just that. And that is why, you know, this conversation started in 2019 in agriculture, but we've got to keep it going because yeah. here's the deal. Those rates on stress, depression, suicide that you mentioned those are from before 2019. Mm-hmm. So we don't even is, have you know, the stats from the, 2019. The 2019 yeah. issue, right? So yeah. we also see, in addition to some of the financial stuff, family dynamics, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, yeah. you know, you have multiple generations working at the same time trying to make business decisions that can be conflicting. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are also the people you got to sit down and eat Christmas dinner with, right? right. And pretend everything's hunky-dory, right? Um, so there's a lot of family dynamics that way. And then also in the home, farmers, you know, don't always have a great work and home balance. You know, they're working long hours. Um, I recently heard from a farmer who said harvest wasn't necessarily his most difficult um, time. It was right after harvest when he had to f- get back into that role of father yeah. and uh-huh. husband, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we Good kind of give him an out during harvest <laughs> And, and then you have to integrate um, back into your family, which yeah. is, uh, I mean, I, I travel legit, a lot. Yes. Like it's a thing, it's right? Say, it is a thing. It can be a really tough thing. And then mm-hmm. you, you beat yourself up over it uh-huh. and you feel guilty about it. And, and then it's hard. Yeah. 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 And for women too, you know, I know for me as a, as a farm wife and farm mom, we kind of have our routine and yep. harvest of I'm the one that's the main boss at home. And then <laughs> um, you know, then my husband's back in the show and, and we've got to kind of re-figure out how things go. So it can mm-hmm. create not just stress 
for our farmers, but the entire farm family, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so farmers are dealing though with other things like isolation. Like I mentioned, they're you know they don't have a lot of coworkers. A lot of times the coworkers they have, one's in a combine, one's in a tractor, one's in a semi or yeah. whatever. So, you know, you, you can have a conversation, but your tractor isn't going to talk back to you. <laughs> you know, that's not, Social not media helps in so, these situations, right? Yeah. Like I see a lot of people talking to us from the inside uh-huh. of a tractor cab. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and you know, and that's social media. It's interesting because it's really, it's really helpful and harmful. I feel oh, like, yeah. You know, we, we, it gives us a place to vent and man, it's really neat to see that. There was a farmer recently, um, who, who posted, I'm having a tough day and I'm mm-hmm. going to be honest with you guys that this farmer, his kind of presence on social media is very tough and manly. Mm-hmm. And so for him to come out and say, I'm having a tough day, it's, it's, a big it's deal. been really rough for me. Yeah. And he said, I, I, I talked to a doctor, I got some medication you know, if you need help, ask for it. Yeah. And the cool thing so about cool. that was, it, oh my gosh, it was so cool because not only did he come out and say that, so then his response was he got all these, you know, likes and shares and comments and stuff, but the comments were so cool because it saw, uh, you saw other farmers then sharing, well, you know, I'm glad you said that because I'm having a tough day today too. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I had a day like that. So people are all, again, sharing their truth, being more yep. honest, normalizing what you're going through. The other thing you saw is farmers talking about some of the resources that they had. So one guy talked about going to AA, uh-huh. um, Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. One guy talked about, you know, that the first therapist he talked to didn't really work out so well. Mm-hmm. So he tried another one and it went way better. So it's, it's, it's oh, just, good. you know, sh- yeah, sharing stories, sharing resources. And then the other cool part about it was you had people who weren't necessarily having issues with stress management or depression or anything like that. But they were ready to say, hey, I support you. And yeah. I'm really sorry you're going through that. Yeah. So again, we all have a place in this conversation, definitely, when yeah. it comes to egg mental health, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So obviously all kinds of unique stressors, right? Whether it's isolation, whether it's working with uh, family or, or uh, you know, those of us in our close-knit areas. Um, and financial, gosh, financial, right? Like, uh, I can't even imagine the type of stress that uh, you, you hear about the, um, you know, the the size of a lot of operating loans mm-hmm. on farms. And it just makes me instantly as a small business owner feel like oh my goodness. overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even before you know how much uh, the crop is going to be worth or if it's going to be able to come out of the ground or heck, if you even get it planted, you're, you're so deep you're in it. In. It's, so uh, it can, I mean, I, I just feel for there's a lot of risk yeah a lot of risk yeah yeah and you know like just because you're born somewhere just because you're born into a family that's farming or this is what you've always done does not mean that you are a person that can deal well with risk absolutely not right <laughs> you know right. and so yeah like, that's a, that's another great point yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it, it it's not like just a part of who we are we all have different personalities and yeah. and so uh dealing with these stressors is a real thing. So we are going to head to break here in a minute, but when we come back, I want to talk about um, what people can do. Like we, we talked about what's out there and now let's talk about what resources are out there. What, what types of tips, you know, what people can do to maybe make it more normalized. Um, we talked a tiny bit about social media. We can probably talk about the downside of that too. Uh, but anyway, we're going to be right back talking more with Adrian DeSutter. 
are back and we are talking about uh, the realities of um, mental health, maybe the lack of focus on mental health and the need to focus more on it. You know, like I see this all of the time and, yeah. and it's just something that my brain is not programmed to do. When you talk about mental health, people say you should deal with the exact same as you do with your physical health, right? right. Like we go to a right. checkup every year. Everybody I just has scheduled mental my, health. Yeah. Yeah. Like we all have, <laughs> yes. like we, we are human beings and we have brains and we, we have uh, hormones and we have yeah. all of the things. Right. And, and so yeah, it, it's no one's immune to it, but it's just something that we just don't treat the same way as we do physical health. So I think this is a great conversation to have. Um, so Adrian, you know, when we left, I, I brought up the fact that like, maybe not everybody deals with risk well, like yeah. some days I think I do. And then some days I think I don't, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm not sure where I sit in that spectrum. But can we talk a little bit about uh, maybe other factors that that go into this mental health being a bigger issue in agriculture and rural communities? Sure. Well, I I think, you know, that risk taking, that is a huge thing because sometimes the personality traits that farmers have that make them good farmers, like being willing to take risks, Mm -hmm. for example, is something that also can get in the way of their mental health in general. And that is something, you know, we know actually that risk taking um, those who are willing to do it in agriculture are oftentimes the ones that are successful. Yeah. Um, but that if you take the r- a wrong risk, whether you you know could control the outcome of it or not, it can really lead you down a, a, a hole. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, financially, but also mentally. Mentally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and actually, risk taking and that that trait is something that is a risk factor for having depression. We know that people who have are more likely to be risk takers are just more likely to have depression than someone who mm-hmm. isn't a risk taker. So it's interesting um, that, you know, that's something we see in farmers. We also see perseverance, right? We also see ambition and drive. And yeah. those are things that are great traits. And those are things that, um, you know, make farmers push, push, push till they get it done. But unfortunately, they don't always know when to stop pushing, mm-hmm. you know, they don't always know, you know, when it's time to cut it off, um, whatever project they're working on or whatever, you know, goal that they're, that they've set for themselves. They just do it until, until they can't anymore, essentially, or until it's done. So, um, so perseverance and ambition, it's a great thing, makes you successful. Again, it's a good thing to have, mm-hmm. um, but you just have to be careful with that. And then self-reliance kind of goes into that as well. I know I always joke on our farm that, you know, if something breaks down, uh, my husband's family fixes it themselves. That's what they do. They don't rely on other people. Anything else. Yeah. Yeah. You guys know. Yeah. (laughs) That's how Uh, far. That's pretty normal. Yep. We do. We do what we can to be, you know, frugal and, and, um, and profitable again. And, um, but again, that self-reliance is something that it becomes a personality trait and becomes something that can, that can pose a barrier mm-hmm. for when you have something going on that you do need help with. You think you can fix think it. You yourself. can fix it yourself or that you're going to be okay. And you're just going to push through it with all those characteristics. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's some of those characteristics mm-hmm. and then, um, and, and then the stigma that goes along with it, yeah. you kind of started to talk about that, but yeah, we know that we, we just, as a society don't know enough about mental health. Um, we don't 
know about those brain functions that you mentioned. You know, we're, we're talking about, you know, when you have depression, your frontal lobe mm-hmm. in your brain is impacted. It, your brain shrinks. You um, lose your sense of emotional regulation, which is why we see things like irritability and aggression, you know, when people are dealing with stress or depression. Um, you you lose your in, your impulsivity re- response. So, you know, you act more impulsively. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all sorts of things that are happening with your chemicals and your body and your, you know, serotonin levels yeah. and things like that, 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 yeah, it's a physical issue. It's, I mean, it, mental right. health is physical health. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's and all so health. It's, it's all health. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, it is. And so we have to do certain things um, to kind of, kind of keep our mental wellness in check, just like we do mm-hmm. our, our physical wellness. Yeah. Okay. Before. Okay. So maybe we, what you tell me, I, I want to talk about uh, those things that we can do to keep our mental health in check. I want to talk about when it gets out of check, what people can look for who are around you. If, if you uh, have signs of crisis, you know, and then um, you know what we do at that point. So does it make sense now to talk about things that we can do, um, especially as it relates to somebody who, you know, is a farmer, right? Like this is yeah. very different from someone who says, it's, I'm going to like go to, yeah. uh, you know, one of a hundred different therapists who are right down the street. Like that's not, that's not the case, right? you know? So what is it that we can do to help keep our mental health in check? Right. And that's a great question. It really is. And it's something that we need to keep working on in the agriculture industry to, to identify, um, therapists, for example, who work well with farmers or who understand farming. Um, so there's a lot we need to do still to work on that, but, it, but there are some good answers too. So one of the things I always tell people is, you know, we are as farmers and ranchers, we are professional caretakers. You know, what we do is we care for crops. Mm-hmm. We care for livestock. We care for equipment. Um, we need to care for ourselves as well. So you know, I don't, I, I think it's important to talk about growing a thriving farmer. And a, a few weeks ago, my husband and I sat down and we kind of listed out all of our assets because we were going to have a, a, a bank meeting. And, um, that sounds stressful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Joking, <laughs> but not value in. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it is. And, but what we have to do is we have to put ourselves on those asset lists. Um, we have to remember that that we, as a farmer, I mean, we are our farm's greatest asset. Yeah. Nothing happens without the farmer, right? (laughs) There is no farm without a farm. (laughs) There isn't. So, yeah. So we have to, you know, when we're, when we're prioritizing things based on, on what we put value in on our farm, we have to remember to prioritize ourselves as well. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that. So, so that's kind of number one. The second thing is that maintenance is required, just like on our equipment, our stress levels and our mental health requires maintenance. It's not something that we can just say, well, when I get super, super stressed out, I'll just go take a vacation because number one, it's not always possible no. in farming, right? Right. We don't always have, um, you know, time yeah. in our schedule to, to be able to leave for certain cows don't take time. vacation <laughs> i heard that before that's not mine but it's true, true. That's perfect exactly it is and so yeah so and, and and we talk about going to get massages and things like that and we're very like when a crisis happens or when our stress is so full then we're going to do something about it and that's just not the way it works yeah. you know we've got a planting season coming up and we're already you know a month and a half 
in advance or whatever, working on our planter. And we have to do the same thing for ourselves. What can we do to put in place when we get in those busy seasons that's going to help relieve our stress? Can we hire someone to um, feed cattle, for example, when we know that we're going to have to be in the field for long hours? Um, You know, controlling as much of the stress as we can or preventing it as much as we can is really important. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also just daily maintenance. So I read about someone takes a farmer who takes his drive home and just thinks about three things about his day that he's grateful for. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, that's, that's really good. Three yeah. things, three things. That's a simple one that like, I don't yes. care who you are yeah. or what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's park it on that. And I want you all at this break to think about three things, right? That, that's a great little thing. Um, but when we come back, I want to talk about more of, of these things that we all can do to help take care of to to better manage this before it gets to a crisis point. We are back. We're talking with Adrian DeSutter uh, about mental health. And when we left, Adrian, you brought up um, that somebody had written that they like to think about three things on their drive home about about their day. Um, and if you want to pick up from there, you know, what else is it that we all can do to um, keep our mental health in better check? Yeah. So the thing is, there's really a lot. There are so many suggestions. If you even just Google, you know, what can I do to, to, to manage my stress? Hundreds of things will come up. And so I think what's really important is that farmers know what's in their toolbox and they know what their favorite tools are because, you know, we all know that we have a shed or a barn or, or whatever full of tools and maybe you're organized and know where they are. Maybe you aren't, right? mm-hmm. but, but you know where your favorite ones are and you know the ones that you use the most and that work the best. And so we have to do that with our own stress management as well. We have to know what works for us. So for example, we talked about gratitude, um, but also, um, Exercise. Okay. We know that exercise is something. Yeah. We read that all the time. Exercise reduces Mm -hmm. stress and it does. Um, But I'm not going to expect, you know, a farmer in the middle of harvest to add a 30 to 60 minute workout to their day (laughs) every single day. That's just never going to happen. Right. 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 Um, It's not going to happen for me even outside of harvest. (laughs) (laughs) So we have to find what we, what works Mm -hmm. for us. And so, does that mean maybe um, when you get done with a field, you just take a couple laps around your combine or yeah. your tractor? Yeah. Does that mean when you're, you know, instead of taking your, your four-wheeler or whatever equipment you have to go out and check fields, can you walk that distance? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just what can we do that, that works in each person's schedule to add that bit of exercise? Um my friend Josie Rudolphy, she is a she works at the University of Illinois, and she's actually a, a researcher for ag mental health. So she's amazing, and oh, wow. she recommends this herd mentality, is what she calls it, which I think is so appropriate for farming. Yeah. Um, but it stands for H is for hobbies. What hobbies do you have? What do you do when you're not farming? Mm-hmm. And some people don't even have any, and that's a problem. <laughs> that's you know, that's our way of disconnecting. So yeah. Just finding your hobbies, finding, you know, whatever it besides is. Besides your, is besides farming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh-huh. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right. And it can even be related in some yeah. way. Like we know that animals are super um, therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Be. So being with your, you know, your cattle or your goats or whatever it is, that's okay. But, but I'm not talking about feeding them or doing your chores. <laughs> right. And, you know, before you leave, go out and pet your cow. And go petting. You know? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep. Just have that kind of relationship almost. So she's talked about hobbies E for exercise, which we already kind of mm-hmm. talked about. R for relaxing. What do you do to relax? Is it is it your drive home that you try to, you know, again, be grateful, um, pray, if that's something, if you're into spirituality, um, you know, whatever it is for you, breathing exercises, any of those types of things that what do you do to help you relax? It can be a bubble bath. It doesn't matter. But whatever it is for you, figure it out yeah. so that when you're in those stressful moments, you don't have to stop and think, oh my gosh, how am I going to handle this? You just go to those tools automatically. Right. I know that, that is for me. a practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And finally, the D for her stands for distraction or diversion. Mm-hmm. And that just means whatever it is that's going to take your mind off of your that issue at hand. Um, if it's not something you need to solve right that second, go watch some, some corny TV. Yeah. <laughs> right? Get on your phone and get on social media if, if it's not going to stress you out. You know, what are those things that you can do? Go play with your kids or your grandkids. Um, any of those things will kind of take your mind off it. So those are all, you know, tools that you need to know to help you grow a thriving farmer. To grow a thriving farmer. I love that. I do too. Um <laughs> And I think you just, earlier we talked about social media and how it can be really good to help connect with people. But I also think that there's a real negative side to it. Um, You know, I find myself like, sometimes I do want to check out and I'll go Mm -hmm. get on there and start scrolling and then I'll start feeling like bad about myself, unfortunately. And, and I'm, I do it too. I don't mean to only post the good things about my life. I post like the things that, that seem like relevant and important or that I think about sharing. And we all do that. Like, I don't think it's a conscious, like I'm only going to show the best part of my life to make my life look amazing. Like, I'm just, you know, who wants to see like you know, like all the gross, ugly stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's tough. And so, um, there is a, there can be a downside, right. To, to the social media and, uh, this kind of constant connectedness Mm -hmm. that we all have too. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I know exactly that feeling you're talking about because social media is one of my distractions. Yeah. I spend a lot of time at home with my kids and, um, if, if there's a moment that I need to just check out for just a second, you know, you go. I pop onto my, my Twitter account or mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm the same way at first. It gives me a nice little break, but then I get butterflies in my stomach. Yeah. Like yeah. I can feel the stress. Yeah. Right. Like I need to be doing on. more. Look at all this yeah. out here. Yeah. Yes. Or, or I get, you know, just involved in, in reading through drama and things like right. that. Yes. It just, it just naturally grabs your attention me. though. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I know you want to read it, but I then know. you don't. Right. <laughs> no. And, yeah. And that's just, that's just, that's that's exactly it. We have this image and it's whatever we want it to be. That's what mm-hmm. social media, the beauty of it, I suppose, is mm-hmm. you can put on there whatever you think is important for people to know about you and your yeah. life. And, um, and, and you're right. I don't think people intentionally just want to look good or positive only. Um, but, but you share what, what, you know, you're proud of. Yeah, what and, you're excited um, about in that moment. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You can also unfollow. And, and unfortunately, that <laughs> yeah. this is true. You, you know what? I've started <laughs> doing I've that. Doing. Like, it's not that I mm-hmm. don't, I want to 
maybe I want to check back in and see what they're doing. But I've realized some of the people or the accounts or the things that stress me out. And if I take them away from in front of my vision, it does help. It does. My Instagram is like a happy place because it's only what I want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm totally with you. And that's Uh something that that anyone can do. But farmers too. I mean, that's there's a whole ag Twitter world out there. Yeah, right? that yeah that's where they're know, at. It's really cool. It's great. But it's also oh. a lot of drama, a lot uh-huh. of discussion that gets a little heated, you know. <laughs> so we have to know when to yeah. check out, though. Like you're right. smart in doing that, but you have to know, you mm-hmm. know, you have to recognize those signs and symptoms. And that's part of, you know, signs of crisis. Recognizing yeah. signs of crisis is important. And that's part of it is, is what does it look like for you mm-hmm. in your body physically? You know, like I said, I get a, a nervous oh, yeah. stomach ache, right? Some mm-hmm. people get headaches or um, muscle cramps. Some people, um, you know, get moody or angry or irritable or sad. Some people can't sleep. And, and then it turns, you know, into for farmers, um, you know, we see it affects what we do too. Right. We get a little careless sometimes. Yeah. We get impulsive sometimes. It affects mm-hmm. our eating and our sleeping. And and unfortunately, um, farming farmers actually um, also see higher rates of substance abuse. I was, than yeah, other, I was uh, just uh, thinking industry. about that. Yeah. Then you see, mm-hmm. where do you go to help relax? Like sometimes it's not yep. yeah the best route either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not even you know I'm not going to say you can't have a beer. No, yeah, right. Not where I, I, no. I just, <laughs> We lose that control. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that's when you are in the signs of crisis. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know, and you got to know what it is that causes you stress too. Yeah. Right. Like you said, if you, if I know that starting to read a, a thread of, you know, debate right. is, is not going to feel good for me, I've <laughs> got to know how to turn that off. Not do it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. When we, we are going to head to break here in just a little bit, but when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about those of us uh, who might be watching somebody go through a crisis and what we can look for to help us maybe identify that that person needs help and, and what we can do as loved ones, right? Because we've talked a lot about what we can do to help ourselves, but let's, let's be real. This is an, an issue that affects uh, our loved ones as well. So we'll be right back here. are back. We are wrapping it up. And we've talked a lot about what we can do, you know, our own toolbox and seeing ourselves as as the biggest asset on that, uh, you know, that financial uh, page for sure, as it relates to your farm. Um, but what is it that we can look for in the people who are around us? Maybe if our if we think our loved ones are, are going through something, but we're not really sure how to address it or how to deal with it. Like, what are some of the signs? What are the some of the things to watch for? And then, Adrian, how can we try to help them? I mean, I realize that, that they ultimately are going to have to help themselves, but but what is what it we that do? we can do? So, and this is where it's really important because you're right. The people who need help the most are the ones who are least likely to ask for it. And Mm -hmm. so this is where the ag community really has to step up. We're good at supporting each other through physical issues or or other crises. We need to be able to do that with mental health as well. So looking for some of those signs of crisis we kind of talked about, just watching for signs of stress. Do we see someone who um, looks more disheveled than normal in their appearance? Um, Have they stopped taking care of their farm livestock? Um, Really what we're looking for, though, is changes in typical behavior. And we see that, we can see that most, 
closely, I think, in our friends and in our coworkers that we see all the time. Um, you know, what is it? Is there something off? And, and are the things that they are normally doing not happening anymore? Are they not eating anymore? Are, are we noticing they're sleeping more or less than normal? What deviates from their normal? And then we really want to look at, you know, some of those, um, those things like sadness, irritability, uh, you know, the, the overeating, undereating, all mm-hmm. those things and how it's changing your ability to function because that's the key. Are these things that are happening um, that are not a huge deal in their life, or is it something that is changing their ability to function? For example, I know that um, there's a farmer I know that when he's going through a depressive episode, he stops talking to his children. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so it's tough. And it, so it's, that's not what he wants to be doing. Right. And it's not something that he feels he can manage, but it's changing his ability to function the mm. way he wants to function. That's really, I think, what, what we want to look for. Um, and, that, and then it's not based on an event. We know that harvest, we know that, you know, baling season, whatever you're, you're working on on your farm. We know that there are seasons that are stressful, but as long as we can maintain hope and we mm-hmm. see hope, um, yeah. it's okay. That's, what, that's a big red flag is when we see that someone has lost hope, uh-huh. uh, has lost their sense of worth is, and is talking in a way or acting in a way that, that they've kind of given up. It's a big red flag. And so then what do we do about it? Well, a lot of times we feel like, well, we're not a doctor. We're not a therapist. We maybe don't know resources. So what is there to do? Well, there's a lot to do. And really it's being a human being, honestly. Um, Yeah. And the National Institute of Mental Health kind of has action steps for helping someone who's kind of going through an emotional struggle. Mm -hmm. And one of the things they talk about there is ask. Ask the person about it. Show that you notice it. Um, I I know a story about a farmer who was really struggling. I mean, kind of at the end of his ropes and some other farmer had the decency to say, are you okay? okay? And And it's as simple as that. Are you okay? Yep. And in a genuine way, it doesn't have to be. It's just saying, Hey, I'm noticing Mm -hmm. that something is different about you. Are you okay? I haven't seen you at church recently. I noticed you Mm -hmm. haven't been coming to coffee, whatever. Mm -hmm. Is everything all right? And so just that stepping out and asking is a really huge, huge step. And that's something that I know on social media when I have people who reach out to me, you know, I can't be their therapist. <laughs> right. That's not the way it works. But but just letting them kind of unload. Yeah. It's amazing the change that yeah. they feel after they just let it all out. Yep. You know. Um, so asking and then just, again, being there, showing empathy. It's yeah. not our job to give advice. Right. It's not our job, you know, to, right, to we fix don't have it. to worry about that. And I think that's yeah, a good point. Like, right. it's not our job to fix it, but it's okay to say, hey, I'm here. Um, I see you. Mm-hmm. And I'm aware of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I can listen. I see that you're struggling. Yep. And like, And that's okay that you're struggling. Like, yes. it's okay to be hurt yep. and it's okay to feel this way. This is a tough time for you. Right. And I'm really sorry about it. And yes, and we don't have to listen so much and, and think, Oh my gosh, what am I going to say back? To right. Them? You know, right. Or to <laughs> think that we have to carry it for them, ears. but just to, yeah. to, yeah. to be there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. And yeah. there are a lot of resources. The, the number one resource though, if you get to that point, if you feel like someone is at a point where maybe depression or anxiety is, is, um, is prevalent or is, is relevant for that person. Um, primary care doctor. That's yeah, the number okay. one. Yeah. Good. The number one. Yeah. yeah. There's all sorts of therapists around if yeah. you, um, yeah. you know, you can kind of dig into that, but primary care doctor is definitely the, the number one to go to. Adrian, I appreciate this real quick. What's your Twitter handle so people can find you? 
Yeah, it's just at So Hope, S O W H O P E, Girl Hope, G R O W H O P E. And, and I hope we become as good at, at planting hope as we are at planting seeds. Uh-huh.